Can I Steal You for a Second, a Bachelor Nation podcast, hosted by Ashley Young, Shay Corrigan, and Natalie Zamora. Welcome into another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second? I'm Ashley Young here, joined as always with Shay Corrigan, Natalie Zamora, and we are still in Claire's season of The Bachelorette. Every week, I hope we're going to have a new Bachelorette, and we're still talking about Claire. And if you watch the episode, we are still talking about Dale, which we, full disclosure, have some Dale defenders on this podcast. Um, we can get into that, but well, let's just start right off the bat with the Yosef drama that unfolded. Mm-hmm. Natalie, take us through that. Take us through that a little bit. So in the last episode, when Claire had the group date and they did the strip dodgeball, Yosef had said a few things. He wasn't on the date, but he said a few things like, that was classless. I wouldn't have done that to the other guys. And the other guys were kind of just like, okay, like, whatever. Are you going to say anything? Or are you, you weren't on the date. It's fine. So nobody really agreed with him, um, which, whatever. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't just because they don't want to get on Claire's bad side, but he had no problem getting on Claire's bad side. So the episode tonight started, and Yosef is, like, talking to one of the guys and saying, you know, like, I'm going to say something. I have to confront Claire because that was just classless. Like, he wasn't on the date. Calm down, but okay. So he has this whole thing that he interrupts her when she's talking to someone else, and... He's like, can I just talk to you for a sec? She's like, yeah. And basically, he just attacks her. Like, he starts out saying, I didn't think the strip uh, date was, you know, whatever, appropriate. Um, and in the beginning, it seemed okay. Like, he was in there, you know, guns blazing. But in the beginning, he wasn't being straight up rude. And then he just got into being super, super rude and saying, I'm embarrassed to be associated with you. I wouldn't want you, or she said, I wouldn't want you to be the father of my kid. And then he said, I wouldn't want you to be the mother of my kid. So they were going back at it. She got up and started like pointing at him, yelling at him back. And then it led to, you know, the classic line that we've been teased for for so long when he says, you know, would have expected more from the oldest bachelorette. And then she hits back with the longest line ever of you know the reason why she's the oldest bachelorette is because she didn't um what did she say she didn't want to settle for men like that with the other with the pointing with the pointing Um, he also yelled at her saying like you're almost 40 like he really really brought it and it was insane I don't know where all the anger came from it had to be pent up anger from somewhere else and you were so right that he wasn't even on the date He was just upset that the other men took their clothes off. So he's angry about a situation that he wasn't even a part of. He's calling her classless. And you are not exaggerating at all that it reached a point where it was like toxic, abusive language. And I'm so happy that they sent him home. Yeah. It's a point where I was legitimately thinking, I was like, what's like the security guard situation on the show? We've seen them before. And like, when do they come out? Because it felt like we were definitely um approaching that territory yeah and i just hated the the fact that he kept saying like what if my daughter was watching this and i was doing that it's like okay we agree the strip dodgeball wasn't in the best taste but also have you seen the show before you're signing up for reality tv you might have to do stuff that you wouldn't want your you know small daughter to see that kind of just comes with the territory so i don't know that was was 
I think it was reality Steve who found and then tweeted out like there was like photos of yes. posed in his underwear on his Instagram for like a sponsored ad or something. Yeah. Like, okay, man. Like, and I think that's what's like extraordinarily frustrating about this in like many levels is that he was just like he was hypocritical about it and he was abusive about it. Mm. And so it, it took any sort of semblance of weight out of his argument where we all talked last week, and I think a lot of people have expressed this, that the strip dodgeball like left people feeling comfortable. And like we didn't all think it was a great date. And so in theory, telling her that, and even if he wasn't on the date, because like we weren't on the date either, yeah. like isn't a bad thing. And like this was my least favorite bachelorette phenomenon or bachelor phenomenon or reality show phenomenon, any phenomenon really, is the like terrible person makes a single good point before being immediately terrible again. Where it's like, yes, the date was probably inappropriate. And he used some word that it was maybe wasn't inappropriate, but it was it was somewhere that was like, yes, that has an accurate description of that date. Mm -hmm. And she kind of cuts him off and he kind of says, No, I'd like to say my piece. And I was like, okay. And then five seconds later, off the rails, like saying the most horrible things. And it's like, what are you doing, man? And it's like he or I don't know, it makes it seem like he his heart or whatever was never in the right place with the argument in the first place like he didn't actually care that the other men were being made to strip or any of that stuff he just wanted to like pick a fight and be condescending and like assert his you know you know moral values or whatever onto again a reality show that everybody has known it's been what 20 years like we all know what the deal is like this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone so it was just it was infuriating and ultimately like legitimately scary it also made me feel sympathy for claire which i don't want to do because i have decided to <laughs> become anti-claire here there was a fleeting moment of sympathy from me as well because no one deserves to be spoken to in the manner in which he brought that to her attention yeah. and i will also go on the record and second what you say you can pull the receipts from last week we weren't thrilled with the dodgeball date we thought it was a little weird little tacky cheap television but at the end of the day it's he made his point and then just went off the rails it was so inappropriate we don't have time for that um and claire was visibly upset and it was a little hard to watch because it that anger was real as much as this is production and producers doing their thing that was a real toxic conversation and then everyone can guess who swoops in to save the day when claire is weeping and she's upset and it's none other than dale i don't know about you guys you some quick additional you know, color commentary here, shading, because it's it's exactly what happened at the the infamous uh, bro time date, where yeah. four or five guys surround her to be like, what's going on? Are you okay? Trying to comfort her. She walks off again, and then Dale follows her, and then it's like, thank you for coming to find me. Like, I was so alone. Girl, you were just surrounded by five people trying to comfort you. You <laughs> left them because the one that you wanted wasn't there. Yeah. And like that, I was back to being anti-Claire. Anyway, sorry, continue, Ashley. You no, know, Shay's back on track. You're back on, I need you in this point. I need you to know where you stand. You're back on the anti-Claire. So yeah, like you said, it's, Claire has this, we kind of, you know, we talk about it while the show is going on, um, almost like a childish approach to her communication style. Like you pride yourself in not settling for people and we've seen you advocate for your points, but also when it comes to maybe talking about things that make you more vulnerable, She's very coy and she isn't direct and it does feel immature to me. And like you said, that was the perfect example of that is people came to her defense to like check in on her and she didn't care at all 
until Dale swoops her in and, you know, is like giving her basically the cheesiest one-liners. Like, there's always going to be bad people in the world. Like, yeah. thanks, Dale. Like, I hope she's 39 and knows that. Like, all he was was like a nice set of arms to wrap herself in. I also so that's when I rolled my eyes. Yeah. Want someone to check in on, and I, this is going to come off sounding so mean. And I don't mean it to, genuinely, I don't. But like, does she have friends? Because a lot of what she, like, she talks about Dale in a way that's like, yeah. I just really want someone that's going to, like, be there for me when I'm having a hard day or, like, will comfort me if I'm having, like, you know, a, if someone yells at me, like, things like that. And, like, a lot of it's like, like, yes, clearly we'll get to it. The Dale thing is much more than friendship. But part <laughs> of what she's saying is, like, this is what I really want, a partner. Like, I have, like, five at least friends that provide that for me. Like, it's... <laughs> I really don't want that to be a novelty for her because it shouldn't be. Um, yeah. Um. Okay, wait. I can't believe I forgot this. I should have wrote it down. Backpedal. Sorry, everybody. We're rewinding for a hot second. <laughs> but when Yosef approached her, his whole story was that he his daughter was watching, mm-hmm. right? It was centered around, I'm a father. My daughter's watching. And he was like, you know, I didn't come here to waste time away from her and embarrass myself. And then Claire says, I get it. My mother is dying. And then they just like kept the conversation going. And that line was so jarring to me. Yeah. Claire has been pretty candid with like her experience, like with grieving. And we kind of touch about other traumas in this episode. And she just dropped this mom, you know, line. And I was like, oh my God. So going on what you said, Shay, does she have friends to kind of balance this very like rocky ship that she's navigating? I don't know. So she's got a lot of emotions. Not a lot of emotions, but a lot of, just a lot of stuff going on that she needs probably some people to talk to about it. That aren't, like, 30 men trying to date her. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she needed that therapy session in the last episode with Jason more than anyone. And it was, oh, well, obviously. But, yeah, she needs to talk to some friends, people that aren't competing for a road. Yeah. So again, we're, I'm I'm falling down the sympathy train again. Um, <laughs> yeah. I gotta stay focused. A real roller coaster of like things like that that'll happen, or even like the when when I thought, do you have friends? I was like, I. And then it, again, I don't want to get ahead of us, but it was a part of this act date too, where I was like, this is genuinely, I genuinely feel bad for you. And then like twenty seconds later, she's acting like a thirteen year old, and I'm extraordinarily frustrated again. Yeah, I guess that's why we watch the show, though. Like, if it was smooth sailing, like, followed the pattern, we'd have nothing to talk about. So, whatever. You know, Dale swoops in, and then the next day, another favorite moment of mine from the episode, they bring in a former member of Bachelor Nation, Deanna, from season four, I believe. And I have questions, because we're supposed to be quarantining, and they bring this woman in, and it doesn't really seem like her and Claire have, like, a ton of chemistry they don't really have a profound conversation and it's like 60 seconds of the episode and all they do is Claire whips out Dale's shorts and yeah. says mm, they, these are shorts mm, they smell like him and then she holds them up to the woman sitting next to her and goes take a whiff that is a direct quote you can go back and check the tape on the episode I've done a lot of things for my friends but I have never smelt their significant other's shorts to take a whiff. And if that doesn't tell you how infatuated Claire is with Dale, 
I don't know what else to tell you because she's stealing and sniffing his shorts. Yeah. Two other lightly crazy elements of that were like what preceded it, which is her saying like, I was like smelling these all night. Like I she she was talking about like cuddling with them. And then when she revealed how she got them, a delightful detail in the first episode when they're all, or second maybe, when they're all running to do like the love languages, gather your gift or whatever, Dale ripped his pants. I guess she found out about it. So then she like asked him if she could keep them. Like, we should have known then that this season wasn't going along. <laughs> I understand a t-shirt, a sweatshirt if you're dating the person, but pants and you're not dating. Interesting. I've never heard of that one. No, me either. <laughs> me either. And like like you said, a hoodie, you see it, oh, it smells like them, whatever. But I'm still not going up to my girlfriends at brunch being like, smell this hoodie, like yeah. it smells like my man. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> Yeah, it was like face crotch pants, Claire. I don't know. Like you're clear. Just leave. Just go. You're in love. In yeah. love. We're on a podcast. I did air quotes with my hands. She's in love. Oh boy. Yeah. So that was a weird little moment. And then we have more Dale drama that I kind of want to dive into here. They are supposed to have this like group date and then they're just having cocktails. I don't know why. It was a little confusing. And just mailing it in. She doesn't want to do this. Yeah, she just abandoned them the whole day. She's like, we don't want to do this. So we're just going to do cocktails. There's on vacation. That's what this is. She found summer love. She's on vacation. She found her man. She's just riding out the contract. So they're going to do cocktails. And Dale, who at this point, while he has been the favorite, I don't think he's been annoying or he hasn't been... I don't know like you can tell he has confidence but I don't think he's been slimy yeah he's a slime ball in this episode because he says to the guys hey man like you know do you mind if I just have five minutes with her off the bat just five quick minutes and he proceeds to go into Claire's room and they're like making out in her bed for an hour and naturally everyone was pissed so this begs the question we talked a little bit about this before we were recording do you guys think that Dale is playing the game and it was fair of him to approach Claire and hang out for an hour on this group date? Or was it kind of like cheating, if you will, cheating the game? No integrity. <laughs> I feel like it was a little bit of both. I mean, I can't fault him for trying to spend as much time as he wants with Claire. I think that, or that he can get with her, but I think where he went wrong was his explanation to the guys after that was literally not English. <laughs> um, but I mean, especially because he said like, okay, it might only be five minutes and then he's with her in the room um, making out and all that. But like, what is he going to say? Oh, I told the guys it's only going to be five minutes. So we got to go back. Like, no, he's like living the dream. So I can't, you know, I don't think it was terrible. I think just his, excuses or lack thereof was where he really went wrong. I think it was a little disingenuous and I only say that because he leads it by saying like so we've seen him he hasn't had a one-on-one date yet so he's only had group date time but you still know that he's had like plenty of FaceTime with her both when he's like gone and approached her he's had a lot of one-on-one time with her when in comparison we're still looking at guys who like she might not know their names and like even like the end credit roast segment she jokes about like oh I didn't realize he kept you around which was a real mean joke by the way anyways um so like he's he's had he's banked a lot of time and specifically he had that time 
post Yosef where they talked about Yosef. But he starts by saying, like, he uses that as like, a, like based on what happened today, it was like a really like rough and emotional thing. Like, I'd like to take five minutes with Claire to talk about it. And so like that felt very like, none of the other guys have had time to talk to her about it, despite also all being there. He has kind of objectively already had the most one-on-one -on -one time to talk with her and decompress about it. So that seemed a little bit like, all right, you're like weirdly leveraging this thing that you already had. I don't know, maybe this is just like, he's like not good at lying and that's what my problem is with him, like be a better liar, Dale. Um, so then he goes off and like, I'm Natalie with you where it's like, he wasn't obviously gonna leave. Like he wasn't gonna be like, oh, that was five minutes, gotta yeah. go. Um, so I think at that point, it does kind of fall back to uh, Claire, which I know we'll get to in a second. But then you're also right now, they totally really, he's just, he comes back and he's like, oh yeah, I was trying to leave. Like, I was just trying to get out of there. Like, no, you weren't, man. And nobody believes that you were. So he makes it worse for himself where it's like, I feel like it got off on a little bit of a disingenuous uh, first step, but like, that's whatever, that's the game. And then we all started with this, like, definitely, I think he was drunk. And then like yeah. between the drunk and the trying to lie and like stumbling into walls and then like trying to like... <laughs> hide himself like it was just like man you you are you are gone I did appreciate when he came back and like couldn't keep a straight face like that man was giddy I don't know if he was drunk giddy or like in love giddy or whatever but he could not keep a straight face which obviously everyone was more annoyed at him yeah. my question for you guys is the guys were all upset like where's Dale he said five minutes they're joking should we send out a search party would you be the one to go knock on their bedroom door? Because I absolutely would not be the person to do that. That's yeah, no. so awkward. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, not my problem, not my problem. But it had to be done, you know, someone had to do it. And then you kind of are in everyone else's good graces. Yeah. If you're trying to play, you know, the bro, the bro game. And also, how well has that worked out for anyone ever? <laughs> um, literally no one ever, but <laughs> there's a first for everything. I just couldn't believe he got up and like walked over with his wine and was like, hello, guys, like, come answer the door. Like, we're waiting for you. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this ad. So it's clear that Dale is not winning over that house, but the more he kind of pisses off the guys in the house, Claire is head over heels in love and she's very candid in her confessionals, but yeah. she goes on a one-on-one -on -one date with Zach J and they go and get pedicures, which is an interesting date. One, because I thought we were under COVID restrictions and they were living in like this obsolete like bachelor. So did they bring in these technicians, like make them quarantine? I don't know, I have questions. Yeah. But he is clearly ticklish, which if you've never had a pedicure, it's a very like intimate experience on your feet where they're like not scrubbing and like getting in every crevice and like digging at your feet. So this poor man is uncomfortable and Claire's just like, well, this is what I do to relax. <laughs> and it was a really bizarre date. I don't know if you guys were as kind of uncomfortable by his discomfort and her almost borderline judgment yeah. but what did we think of the pedicure date yeah it was overall so awkward and then she said I think like um in one of the confessionals like 
uh, he had like such good energy before, but now he's really nervous. And it's like, yeah, because he hasn't gone on a one-on-one with you before, probably. Um, but it was just a recipe for disaster. He was so awkward and she was kind of being mean. Like she was being awkward as well, which I get. I probably would feel awkward if the person's being awkward too. But yeah, she was very judgmental about it and was kind of like, if you're not having fun, like, why are we doing this kind of thing? It seems. So that was, there was bad vibes. It's rude because Claire, everyone there is there for you. Like, yeah they know where, you know, or you know where they stand. He has no idea where he stands. This Mm -hmm. is kind of like your first one-on-one. It's like a first date. Of course he's going to be nervous. Where's your sympathy, Claire? Where's your sympathy for this, like, man who is intimidated by your beauty? I don't know. Claire needs to chill. It seemed to me like she was really making excuses where she even says, again, in the confessionals, right off the bat, like, she goes to wherever they're saying they're sweet to pick him up and sees Dale and it's like Dale's looking so good today in his baseball hat and I can't stop thinking about him and blah 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 and says things like I'm having a good time but I wish Dale was here so it's like that's one current of it and then like Natalie said she keeps referencing like oh like I mean the other day he had great energy but now he seems nervous or like she used another example too where it seemed like she was saying, well, originally I liked him, but now all these things like make it seem like we're not connecting or I'm not feeling it anymore. And edited together, it sure seemed like you were just looking for reasons. Like this man told you he was, his feet are ticklish and he's getting a better <laughs> for like, the first time with a woman that he is trying to date and presumably impress. And he's probably freaking out a little about it or like feeling weird because pedicures do feel weird like if you're not used to people touching your feet like that like there's a lot of normal things to explain his behavior and she's like oh well I guess like I guess we're not a match because I threw this dude into an uncomfortable situation and then looked for any possible reason that his behavior would be a sign that we shouldn't be together so that seemed not great and then there was a really great moment that I enjoyed where she was lounging on like a pool swan and was like, I'm just really trying to respect the process and give it a try. I was like, there's nothing I've seen this episode that suggests that's true. Mm -hmm. Anyways. No. And well, it didn't end after the pedicure. They were having this little pool date um, and they're swimming. And this is kind of where the episode took a turn, another turn. Um, As they were getting out, there was like a little bit of a, a miscommunication where like they we're gonna kiss and then like kind of misread the situation and Claire interpreted it as Zach like pulling away as if he didn't want to kiss her but he says he just like misread the angle again first first kiss first date whatever like awkward right and this is where it went downhill he kind of like grabbed her and yeah like his intention obviously wasn't to like control her but Uh, like if you've ever been in that situation the interpretation can be very intimidating it can be very triggering for someone who may have been in controlling or abusive relationships and he was like what's wrong and he's grabbing her and she's like let it go let it go and he just was trying to explain that he really wanted to kiss her and kept like like tugging on her it was and they're in the pool it was weird it was really unsettling and Claire kind of alluded to perhaps being in relationships where that emulated some of the trauma she experienced so it was a very like raw moment and then what did you guys think of that moment because when I was watching it in real time I wasn't really processing it as in like on Twitter and watching TV Um, but it was one of the more I think like serious 
moments that we get on The Bachelor from time to time. Yeah. It was definitely, no, go ahead, Jane. I also very much, like, wasn't, did one of those, like, oh, I need, I need to go back, and, like, I, I had multiple screens going because of how we work, and one of them was on a bit of a delay, so I kind of, I saw it, missed it, but then knew to, like, watch on the second delayed screen, Mm -hmm. um, and still wasn't totally sure what I was watching or looking at, um, but I think, where I sort of land, and I know I think we have conversations like this with all of you, that like it doesn't ultimately like intent doesn't matter. Like the impact was that like it really sort of triggered her. It really upset her. We see her crying. Like it, his behavior really affected her, and like that's the truth, and that's what's most important. Um, but the situation itself does look like just a massive, like you said, Ashley. Like it, she went. I think the story that most people seem to be on the same page was she went to kiss him. He misread it. So it looks like he's pulling away. So she pulls back. He tries to overcompensate in yeah. a like, I'm going to grab you and kiss you kind of way, yeah. which does not work. And then I think the thing that really kind of um, sort of upset her and is upsetting to watch is like, then he kind of, he sticks with it. He doesn't kind of like let her go and then try to talk through it he sort of stays with like holding on to her and like you said pulling at her and so that's I think where it's it moves into less ambiguous territory when he doesn't um really let up there so yeah I guess that's how I didn't know how to end that thought but there you go like, like I said it's kind of you know the show we we goof on like the the strip dodgeball and it was a moment of I think very like sincerity on the show where it was a very like alarming, it went from their awkward pedicure to a more serious conversation. Um, and ultimately they go, she's like, let's get changed for dinner. And Claire doesn't show up, it's Chris Harrison. And he informs our good friend Zach that he's going home. Uh, Natalie, what, were you surprised that that was the outcome after this weird moment in the pool? I kind of thought she was going to send him home just because it's like, all right, one person closer to Dale now, but like we've been saying, she was like looking for excuses just to get out of the date. So I kind of was leaning towards, all right, she's probably just going to send him home, especially after last week when she sent home um, the guy that didn't know her anything about her. What was his name? Brandon. 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 One of them. Yeah. Like losing track of them already because it's only Dale on our screen. But, um, Yeah, so I was like, all right, she's probably sending him home, but yeah, <laughs> sending out Chris Harrison was very awkward. I mean, yeah, if she's feeling super, super upset about the situation, you can't fault her, but it was hard to watch, for sure. I do respect the Chris Harrison choice. I think, I mean, I thought he was going home on that date since the pedicures. Like, yeah. I, I saw that, and I was like, he's not making it through this. Um, but as far as having Chris Harrison do it, I mean, I it immediately came to mind, and I didn't watch this season, so I don't know their names, and I'm going to speak very vaguely of it, but what happened on Bachelor in Paradise a couple years ago, uh, that there was a, and I, again, I don't know the details, so either alleged or um, some kind of assault situation there that was very poorly handled, Um, and so it did, this did seem potentially like a nice gesture towards the bachelorette getting ahead of that where it's like at the slightest suggestion of discomfort or force like Chris Harrison was in and he was like I'll handle it like if 
if he responds in an aggressive way, it's going to be Chris Harrison there. So I, I don't know, maybe it's bleak that my mind went there, but it did. Seeing Chris Harrison come out and deliver it, I felt like was a solid move there. Yeah, it seemed like the right choice if she was feeling super upset. It was just awkward to watch and be like, oh, no, oh, yeah. okay, it makes sense, but oh, God. It's awkward to watch Chris Harrison do most things, but I'm <laughs> endeared by it nonetheless. I was just going to say that Chris Harrison has my dream job. Like, he just yeah. swoops in for, like, three seconds in the first hour, maybe seven in the second, and he has the same few lines. So kind of see him in a more, like, I guess, human setting where he has to deliver bad news. He's not just like, Claire, what are you thinking? Or, all right, fellas, that's one rose left. Like, that's all he does. So it was, you know, unsettling. And also, I'm charmed by every time he's on my screen. So, yeah, I, I do. You know, I think, Shay, you kind of planted the seed in my head that it was the right move. Um, sometimes on reality TV, I think we blur the lines between them being like cast members on our screens versus like real human beings with feelings. And I appreciated them, you know, looking out for Claire. Um, Cause she has been candid with a lot that's going on in her life. So good on the show for that. Um, should we talk a little bit about the, the roast? Are we, are we ready for roast? Yeah. Let's go back to hating Claire. I know. <laughs> Sorry. We got sad and real. Uh, yeah. um, so we have for this show, this show, this episode in particular, I think was the most conflicted I felt for the yeah. full two hour time span. Usually I'm like, there, there was 45 minutes where I was locked in. The rest of it, I was like making dinner and like laundry or something. This was like a good two hours of TV tonight. Yeah. Um, they have a group date and I was so excited by this all week, all the previews, they're gonna have a roast. I love a good roast. Because uh, it's basically what we do on this podcast from time to time. Um, so it made me feel a little better. That's very generous to us. <laughs> I mean, I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, their jokes are probably about as good as mine, so. Um, they have a roast, who's ever on the group date, they have to roast, and the audience is the remaining guys in the house, and they bring in Margaret Cho, so I'm like, dope, they're gonna have a real comedian, help them write these jokes, this is gonna be, like, a lot of fun, and it was the Dale show, like, <laughs> someone else chime in, because I'm tired of talking about Dale. Yeah, it was basically, so I was saying this before we, I think, before we recorded, but it was, like, all the jokes were directed at Dale, which I'm sure most of them were, but I feel like they kind of edited it to where those were the only ones we saw, just to see Claire getting visibly very upset and turning it into, you know, even if all the jokes were about Dale, then we'll talk about this next, but then she turned it into, you know, everyone's being mean to Dale. It's like, okay, anything but Dale right now. I like Dale. It was too much Dale. Also, isn't that what a roast is? Claire, like they, yeah. she was upset. Yeah. They were roasting Dale. Yeah. That's what a roast is. Like the whole time before the date, being like, "You guys better be tough. Like you're, yeah. you can't take this personally. It's gonna be a roast." I think though, and props to the producers. I don't, and I could have missed something, but I don't think they were planning to roast Dale because they were all excited that he wasn't there. They're like, "This is yeah. awesome. This is gonna be a date without Dale." And then they announced, but we're bringing the men in from the house to be your audience. So yeah. now Dale's there again. Now Dale's a part of the date. And I think that's the moment when they were like, well, now he's in the audience. He's fair game to get roasted. And then they roasted Jesus out of him. So I feel like, I mean, again, props to the producers, but it, it, it was kind of, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's the producer's fault, but not fault credit where it's like, it only happened because he was brought in to be there. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like they were just like spontaneously, like this is the only thing we have to think about. Um, so I did think that was interesting, but yeah, I wish for someone that based on the previous date had sort of, um, soured on Dale a little bit. I was hoping for better, better roasts of him. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of gentle. Like they were like, not a full roast. It was just like a gentle, you know, a gentle joke. And I was like, you know, if we're going to roast and P Margaret Cho, assuming she quarantined for two weeks to be on this roast, yeah. I thought she was really going to like dig into them. She made like one joke where she accused Bennett and obviously we're pro Bennett now of like looking like he would murder someone and that was so funny to me because he does kind of like I could see it happening and I thought the whole roast was going to go like that and they were just like you know what's something you don't know about Dale nothing because he never stops talking it's like ha 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 but like y'all are stuck on this campus whatever we want to call it quarantined with nothing to do We've heard from previous people on The Bachelor that there's you sit around all day and there's yeah. nothing to do. You couldn't find like one embarrassing thing that they drunkenly told you to roast. I was really, really disappointed by the roast. I thought it was like a cheap shot at Dale for just being the star. And he still looked good getting roasted. That was the yeah. other thing. He was unfazed. Yeah, it was boring. And I feel like a lot of the jokes too were, of course, they kept pulling like the, you said you were most suited for Claire. But also it was like making jokes that him and Claire are just so close and spend so much time together. And it's like, all right, that's kind of like hyping him up in a way. Like, yeah. I didn't think it was that insulting at all. That's really well put. Because they also joke about like how Claire and him are going to get married. And it's like, what? That's... <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like that's not what it's not helping your, your, I don't know, point here. Like, yeah, the... <laughs> I think we saw shades this episode of, you know, we've seen the men annoyed before, but this episode in particular, I think they're kind of reading the writing on the wall. They're putting two and two together. They see Claire and Dale clearly infatuated with each other. And I feel like this roast opened my eyes up to like how in tune to the relationship they are. So we've been seeing, you know, teasers of them like threatening to leave. Like, why are we here? And that roast was, I think, kind of a turning point in that narrative that they're just checked out. They're like, I don't care if I embarrass myself. I don't care if I look like an asshole roasting Dale. She doesn't care. She's like, she's in love with him. And I think what's interesting about it, and like, I am all sort of here for like the chaotic, uh, you know, almost, yeah, the, just like the chaos of it all. But like, usually what we see is there are like two or three front runners maybe one guy that's like a real clear favorite and then there's like one or two guys maybe that are the true like the villains and so whoever sort of speaks up about the villain who's like getting time and like charming her and not what he seems and blah 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 that person and or the villain end up going home because it's like well this is like one dude who is ruining it or like making a problem or whatever. I'm not describing this well, but you also know what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is like the opposite almost where there's like one, usually it's like one bad guy and then it's like who on the team is going to speak up and like basically sacrifice yourself to get rid of the bad guy. This is like you have one clear favorite and everybody else sees like they don't have a shot. So it's like there's nothing for them to lose because it's not like 
we need to get rid of one person and then we can all go back to fairly competing. It's just like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's, I don't know. So it, I liked that it seems like they are just like reckless. Like they are out of, you know, they don't care anymore. Not that they don't care anymore, but they don't, they almost don't where it's like, there's, it seems like there's nothing they can do to get her attention either way. So they're just going for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they're checked out. They're checked out at this point. Do you guys think that if you had to pick a villain for this season right now, I think that some of the spoilers were like, Yosef, Tyler C. Like they had moments where they were villainous, I guess. Yeah. But I think my two front runners for the villain as it stands after this episode is Dale or Claire herself. Yeah. And the like, right? Like it's almost like together they're like the two bad guys. Like I don't know superheroes at all. So I'll just stop <laughs> talking. I was gonna say Batman and Robin, but they're like the two. They're like a duo of villains just sabotaging this whole season. And they don't care because they can sabotage the season and still win the season because the goal is for Claire to find love. And that's a lot to process, like that the villains are winning and it's just unlike anything we've ever seen. I will say, I know I just said like, oh, they are reckless. They don't care anymore. It seemed like the cocktail party after the roast was like the last shot where it's like yeah. they had gotten that off their chest and they were ready to resume dating. And Claire, in every single, we got like a montage, every single one-on-one -on -one that she had with the guys, she just grilled them about Dale. And it was just like, she started with Bennett and he very clearly said like, listen, like I feel like I got my jokes off. Yeah. I would love to just like talk about like us now and other things. And she, there was even things where it's like, she was like, oh, but you made a joke about how he said that he thought he was well suited for me. Um, when did he say that? And like, how did he say that? And like, <laughs> the whole time she's like, what else did he say about me? Like, what did he say to you in the book? Uh, I just want to go back to this one thing that you said about Dale and what Dale said about me. Could you tell me that? And like, one of the guys was like, I didn't even like, I barely had a joke, in, a Dale joke in my set. It was like an aside at the end. Like it wasn't. So I didn't think that's one. And after that, I think was when we started hearing sort of them talking about walking off, but it yeah. was like, I think they kind of felt after the roast that, you know, we did that now, like if she, now she knows and like, you know, has all the information or whatever. And she just made abundantly clear that like, you know, she had no time for any of that or like she didn't want to talk about anything but Dale. She didn't give any of them a rose and then she called Dale her fiance to a producer. So yeah, that was so chaotic. The fact that she didn't even try to give one of them a rose, like she didn't try to have any other conversation besides Dale. And I feel like all the guys roasting Dale in the um, rose ceremony or whatever, they were trying to get her like suspicious of Dale and think like, oh, maybe he's not the guy you thought he, uh, that he was. But really it just made it like Claire being like, oh, he talked about me. Like, what did he say? <laughs> Oh, he talks about me, and it's like that wasn't the point. Yeah. So that was a terrible, terrible ending to this. <laughs> Just because I wanted more, and she was being terrible. <laughs> it's like they were on stage waving the red flags, waving them, and she was just like, "What? What's that? What's in their hand? I don't see anything." And I don't, in, in a way, like if Claire's in love and you found the one babe, like go have fun, do your thing. I'm excited for Tasha. But yeah. I kind of feel like if everyone was roasting someone I was interested in, I don't 
I think I would be a little alarmed. And most of the jokes were kind of about his ego or his confidence. Yeah. And I think that line between having an inflated ego or someone who's like poised and confident and sure of themselves, I think it's a pretty thick line. Like you don't toe that line. Like you either are able to handle your confidence and it shows or you make it known. Real confidence is silent. So I just can't believe she wasn't biting on the red flags. As someone who's 39 and like hasn't settled, yeah. Oh, what are you doing? Do you, I have two questions for you both. Do you think they're still together or like, do you think they're in it for the long haul? Uh, and uh, do, you, do you see the red flags too? Like what's the vibe you're getting from Dale? I mean, I, they might well. be still together right now, but I don't think that it's going to be a, might not be a forever thing just because they, when she wants to basically leave now the bachelorette they've known each other for a few days or however long it's been so it's like i feel like they're kind of just like projecting on each other like all right i really want this i want to find love so you know you're hot i'm hot let's just do it kind of thing and so i i don't really buy that they're in love like there's no way right but also I don't know about Dale. I do like him, but I think the, you know, the cockiness might have been from him just being drunk and being dumb. Like the whole, everything that he was saying, he was saying when um, I'm better suited for her. And then he was like, no, that's not the right word. And then he just wasn't making sense. So I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt on that scene, but I, I don't know how long they're going to. I think I'm with you on the, I can't buy into finding a long-term partnership, yeah. which I think a healthy partnership is rooted in like compromise and patience. And I don't think we've seen that from Claire. I don't know Dale well enough to be confident in those things, but they both kind of seem like they're used to being like the alpha or like mm -hmm. the attractive, whatever, whatever. I don't know if they kind of complement each other in the way that I see a long-term healthy relationship working. Um, but also more power to Claire. If she can find love that quickly, like good for you. You're on, write a book, you're on to something because, um, I just am amazed that she literally called him her fiance tonight. That's incredible. Yeah. I, my main thing was I, I asked cause I saw a tweet that was like, if Claire doesn't, if Claire and Dale, you know, aren't in it for long if they if they aren't still together if they aren't you know truly in love and life partners then like the person that was tweeting like felt bad because it, she kind of wasted her opportunity where she had what they say like 31 oh my god okay that's so presumptuous to assume that if she had stuck around she would have found her life partner in this group of men like that's not how this works. It's reality TV. It's not for people to find love. It's for us to sit here and talk about over wine with our girlfriends. Like that is what The Bachelorette is. So maybe I'm a cynic. Maybe if you're listening, you hate that I'm saying this, but I don't think that I can buy into this. She wasted her chance. Like, yeah, maybe she would have found someone else in that house, but that girl's mind is made up. Like there's no one convincing her otherwise. Yeah, and yeah. we did already sort of talk a little bit about how it feels unfair to the men how she's already treating them when she clearly does not care so get out of there girl 
which I feel like every week I end this podcast being like, Taisha week, Taisha week, like it's next week. Um, I don't think it's next week, but I think we are so close to the finish line. I think that Claire has made it abundantly clear. She has no interest in this bachelorette journey. Um, yeah. Do we think we get Taisha next week? Should we take take a vote, take a poll, place our bets? Yeah, I don't think so, but I'm glad that they did show her in like the promo type of thing. Yeah. So, all right, she's coming up soon. So maybe at the very end of the episode, it's going to be her walking in or something. But I don't have faith that we're not, or that we're going to get her early on. I feel like my my bets on like an hour of uh, Claire, a half hour of confusion, and then a half hour of where like she comes in right around the last half hour nothing happens there are no dates yeah. maybe there's like a reintroduction or maybe instead of her arriving the new men arrive like so that could also happen in the second hour I think um but I yeah I think we got like an hour solid of Claire doing Claire things and then confusion with I would say like at least 10 to 15 minutes of mm, no no. Five ten minutes of actual Tasha. I feel like that's yeah, fifteen might be generous. Thirty minutes yeah. is generous. We're like, we know this episode is gonna toy us the whole time. Every commercial is gonna be her face. Oh yeah. And maybe we'll get like a glimpse of like her ankle at the end. Yeah. So it's weird that I like I it speaks to I think like bachelor spoiler culture that you I don't know like I thought like the Tasha thing because it's everybody knows it's happening like it's really been confirmed but I think this is actually the first time that like ABC yeah actually did any sort of indication of here she is and she's coming back or yeah. like here she is and fill in the blank um where it's like one of those like oh well we all knew she was showing up at some point yeah. because everybody knows everything about the show but yeah it's a weird thing weird experience it's weird, but I'm excited, and hopefully next week we get to talk a little bit more about Tasha, less about Dale. Claire figures it out. I think next week she's going to figure it out, or at least maybe get some closure on this Dale drama that we've been watching all season. But until then, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you go like, subscribe to the podcast. We're on all the streaming platforms. Give us a follow on at iWatchBachelor. We're live tweeting every week, and we hope you tune in next week. We'll talk to you then. Bye.